my friend. Thank you for listening to the podcast. In the next couple of episodes, Abhilash, my friend, and I explore what Advent, Christmas means to the world and to us personally. 2020 has been a unique year, actually a crazy year that no one expected. And it showed the whole world of our unpreparedness to face such a large-scale disruption. There is not one person that is unaffected by the pandemic. Every person has been affected in some way, mostly adversely. Job losses, being contained within homes. Some have grievously suffered, especially the silent and marginalized ones. Does the season bring hope? I believe it does. Listen as we explore that hope in Advent to both mankind and to us personally. Has it started getting cold there? Yeah, we started. I think we had first kind of uh, pieces of snow here. Oh, <laughs> first, first snowfall, a little bit, you know, so it's kind of a, a token of what's going to happen in the next uh, couple of months. Yeah. But, you know, some uh, I'm excited always. I like I like the seasons because it it changes your mindset you have to kind of dress differently you have to think differently you have to plan differently some people go to like you know place like florida where you have like just two seasons one's like hot the other one is you know okay. rainy uh, but some people like like four distinct seasons in our place here we have four distinct seasons <clears throat> some are long some are short but distinct we have four distinct seasons that's it's it's fascinating yeah now we don't we can't go out too much but earlier you have to bundle up you have to the the children have to keep changing their mindset right yeah yeah <clears throat> yeah one of our, a couple of our people are like struggling i'm just looking at uh uh yeah struggling with loss you know one of my team members lost a dad the other team member lost a very close relative in europe is also losing that guy's mom is 49 year old losing to covid right yeah <clears throat> so you know uh, are helping. these people who report to you one reports to me one works with me closely <clears throat> doesn't report to me i think it's <clears throat> helpful because grieving is grieving without hope and with hope man two different aspects and items uh worldviews are like you know it comes to a head in some sense for these for these folks yeah mm. <clears throat> yeah yeah it's 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 a unique season right this 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 advent probably has never happened in <laughs> in 100 years i guess right uh yeah. this kind yeah. of an advent where the whole world is on pause um i don't think has happened uh i don't know if it'll happen uh, you know, in a while, like a, a pandemic, right? Um, so all of the celebrations are muted or are um, in some sense <laughs> managed by the local and, you know, federal bodies. It's like how many should meet, who should, you know, it's kind of crazy. How you can celebrate, uh, you know, outside, inside. So it's kind of unique this season has been unique um, and because of thanksgiving you know our, our numbers in the us have really shot up crazy crazy numbers yeah yeah hospitalization i think has been the highest we've hit 103000 i think 
um, I think we last time hit about 67 or 70,000. So you can see it's like we've 50,000 more hospitalizations. And off that, I think, uh, you know, a percentage of that is uh, uh, in, in ICU, ventilator and things like that. So, so this is, these numbers are since Thanksgiving. Yeah, yeah. And they say it's going to get worse during Christmas because people are like fed up for being indoors for a year and, and now want to get out. But when they're getting out, they're affecting a lot of our old people, right? That have no defense mechanism against this. And so when the family get togethers happen, uh, little children could potentially affect, you know, old, old people. And they're very vulnerable, right? The old people are really vulnerable. <clears throat> Yeah. So, yeah. How how do you how do you kind of um, you know what does what does this season mean to you uh, personally? Um, and well, uh, I would understand the season of Advent uh, depending on uh, my stage and what's happening around the world. But at this particular year, um, I'm more focused on. The aspect of Christmas where God decides to become a man, okay? mm. um, where God is taking on um, a human body. And, and that speaks a lot because uh, Christmas has a lot of meanings, right? A lot of shades of meaning. But this particular year, it's, it's filling me with wonder about the fact that God decided to become a man. And so um, that has a lot of implications that come with it. Uh, why it's very comforting, why it's um, very hope-filling. Um, but that's something that has been uh, standing out to me this year because this is a year where we've all been uh, inside our houses most of the time. And uh, we are getting a lot of chance to uh, reflect on things that we otherwise would not get. For example, um, uh, disease, death, um, loneliness, um, uh, rubbing our shoulders with people who are, we are staying with inside the house and tempers flare up and uh, what it means to be human right essentially mm. and uh, and so this year christmas is taking on a significance of uh, god becoming a human being yeah <laughs> no, that's 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 uh, that's wonderful that's wonderful I, yeah i think we've seen more stats you know as i read through the newspaper not new, digital newspapers now uh, uh news channels uh, of stats you know around suicides going up uh divorces going up uh also you know positive sides of different kinds of businesses flourishing like digital online and uh, you know patterns of behavior changing uh, because of the the the, the, the um, you know challenges that we have, and what it is to be a human is kind of visible in these elements yeah. and aspects, right? Yes, yes, yes. Um, it, we are in a state where um, we are not able to hide who we are. <laughs> we are uh, uh, the best and the worst of us is coming out. Uh, I mean, yeah. Yeah, at a personal level and at a at a macro level, at a political level, at a, yeah, at every level, at a societal level. So we are just being who we are. It's you can't fake it anymore. So yeah, mm. that's part of being human. Mm. 
No, that's fascinating. That's fascinating to kind of see this year. I think you are absolutely right. When you can't fake who you are, um, and when you're put in this box, <laughs> you kind of display who you truly are, right? So it's for some, it's gone one way positively. For some, it's really gone the other way, right? And 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 sometimes we've oscillated between the two as well, right? Personally, right? I've had frustrating moments. Um, you know, I feel caged, um, and you know, just mentally processing what is the purpose of me doing anything at all, <laughs> right? Why am I working so hard? You know, why am I earning? Why am I doing this, right? So, a lot of those questions also have come up in my mind. I'm sure you know others also. You, you as well, right? Uh, you've been processing this this throughout this year. It's it's really nice to see kind of the extremes coming out. Nobody, nowhere to hide. But here's the thing: um, when we uh, when we are caged, uh, we as human beings are in a closed system where we live this planet, and we are um, showing our true natures within this closed system. And the word advent means coming, right? So we have these two or three weeks to prepare for the coming of Jesus Christ, who is God, who became man. And when you say that we were we are caged and we are in a box, well, Christmas is the time when God chose to be in a box, right? But he, he, he is a being who came from outside the system and entered into our world and decided yeah. to be in a box. And, and for me, that's, uh, that's tremendous. That's really um, condescending, if I may say. Um, it it yeah. just shows, uh, it's, it's, it's very humbling to know that God would uh, enter this closed system and be caged in a box. That, that speaks a lot. It's as though he's really trying to say something very significant to us. And that's, that's uh, something that I have been preparing my mind for in these coming days as in uh, preparing for uh, the coming of Jesus Christ and uh, the Advent season. Yeah, he, He's well, trying to say something. He's trying to say something. Right. Let's explore that a little bit, right? Um, what, what are some of the things that come to your mind around what he's trying to say um, to humanity on the whole and, and then to you personally uh, you know, what are some of the things that you can think of that he's trying to say? Well, um, uh, at the individual level, um, okay, let me give you an example. Yeah. One, a, Go a, a good family that we know, they have recently adopted a child. Okay, so this, mm. they have adopted a six-year-old boy. And this is very recent, just about a week ago. And so we had a Zoom call with them and uh, we saw that this boy that they have adopted, uh, he's sitting on the, the mother's lap and he while they're on the call. And he is so comfortable, this little boy. It's as though this is the family that he has been part of all his life. He just feels at home. But the truth is that this is for the first time in his life that he is he feels belonged somewhere, right? But you can see the joy in him. And when I saw that, I was thinking, hey, this child has nothing to hide. He is just being who he is. But the truth is that all human beings 
have that same kind of need, a need to belong, a need to be part of something, a need to feel loved and cared and appreciated. But we are so good at hiding it, masking it, and putting layer upon layer of things to cover it and um, show ourselves as we've made it and we have it all put together. But this child has nothing to hide. And this child is showing the true nature of humanity. And Christmas is a time where God is speaking through a megaphone saying, hey, I care for this world. This is a world that I have made. I care for this world and I care for the people. Um, listen to me. I want you to feel belonged. I want you to know that you are loved and cared. So that is um, that is what it means when we say God became human being. He's trying to tell the world, I have a message. You, you are, There is a place where you can feel belonged. Do you want to hear? So that is um, something that is speaking very powerfully to me. Mm, mm. Yeah, I mean, the... <clears throat> If you ask the question, why do you do what you do every day, um, you know, whether it's work or any activity with your family, the underlying question would be, you know, why would you do? And in all likelihood, it would seem like it will land on that same answer of belongingness, right? An identity, right? Yes. For you want to belong to a group you want to you know you want to belong to your family obviously if you belong to a family you feel the need for you know doing something so that you can take care of them right and and you know provide them what with uh, you know comforts that you know they can live their life so there's that identity that belongingness in everything that we do and it's most pronounced when it comes to our relationship with uh, you know our creator right and i think anybody living in the world whether you are religious not religious you know you have a you know you have a faith that you can point to or you don't have a faith you still want to belong to, to a group right so that 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 uh, natural instinct of belongingness is so high and what about what about uh, you know what is belongingness and and god saying hey you, you know, I need you. I need to kind of, you know, not, not meaning I need you, but, uh, you know, I want to engage with you, right? Um, how about kind of, I think we've spoken, you know, we've always been intrigued in, in this endeavor, right? In share the well around intrinsic value of individuals, right? So that little boy in your example is, is valuable, right? In, and God is saying, is God saying, hey, you are eternally valuable? Yes, um, you are, you are valuable. And um, God's love for the world is not an abstract love. It's not the kind of um, a gentle love where, you know, a philanthropy, a lover of mankind. But he, he loves individuals. He loves people uniquely with their names. And um, he is trying to say, I not only care for this world, but I care for the people in the world. I, I know every person by name. Uh, I'm the one who's sustaining you. I'm the one who's causing your heart to beat, 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 beat every second. Um, I'm coming for you. I'm not just coming for the world in a general sense. 
but I'm coming for the people, and that's why I'm I'm here. So um, it it means that God has not given up on His creation, and that is yeah. that is huge. And God has not given up on people, and that brings me to the other thing: uh, why this coming of God becoming man in the form of Jesus Christ is significant, and it is that we are so messed up, right? Our our world is so messed up and uh, on one hand we have made so much of progress with science and technology um, but uh, we in in another sense we seem to be just degenerating as human beings and our society and god is saying i'm not going to leave you to yourself i'm coming to fix the world i am stepping in let me uh, fix the mess that you have made and i'm not going to fix it as a mechanic trying to from outside in putting his hands inside the system and fixing it but he is entering the system and he's saying i'm going to fix it from the inside out so uh, at a macro level uh, the coming of christ coming of god in jesus christ is god uh, fixing the world and restoring it so that means again uh, he has not given up on me he has not given up on the world and uh, good things are going to happen good things started happening 2000 years ago when jesus christ entered the world that's why the angels said to the those first uh, shepherds saying uh, peace on the earth will now start men have goodwill and i bring you good news of great joy so uh, a wave started coming out on that day where good things good things are here so yeah that's that's also something tied to this idea of god becoming choosing to become man it's 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 very significant yeah <clears throat> how do you reconcile um that goodness when you kind of start to see the degeneration that's happening i know there's progress and regress uh progress on science and technology but regress in terms of we've had to now redefine <laughs> not redefine but define what a human being is right um and we're struggling with that question even right um you ask a normal person hey what is it to be a human and you you get different answers how do you kind of reconcile that that good kind of tsunami wave that's come out of that advent season uh when christ was born to current realities um you know just in your own mind well i would uh, ask how is god uh, fixing the world that is in a mess what is his mode of operation and uh, i think you would have okay so so for for that we we have to first define the problem what is the root problem that yeah. is creating the mess that we are in and you must have heard of this a statement which says that um, man is at war with man because man is at war with himself and man is at war with himself because he is at war with his maker right so that's where the problem starts and when we are when we don't realize god's creatorship and his consequent lordship over our lives um when we don't recognize that we take things upon ourselves we become the decision makers and when we make become the decision makers um Uh, we we rule ourselves which means my job is my self preservation and my desires at the cost of other people and that extends as a tsunami wave to my family to the society and consequently to the world uh, 
And so God's way of fixing is again an inside out job. His, it's like a cyber attack, right? Uh, God's way of fixing things in the world is, is an underground movement where he is transforming people one by one. He's changing people's hearts. And when he does that, uh, the Bible says, uses the term, uh, a new self, a new heart, a new inside out person. And when that happens, it flows out first into my family, then into my neighborhood and eventually the society. So it, it, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a work that is happening underneath like a cyber attack. So that's how God is changing one life at a time, one person at a time. And when it happens enough, when there is a critical mass, it will start affecting the society. So that is happening. Uh, it may be hard to see it in the world, but that, that's how God is doing a new and inside out work. And that is something that God did in my life too. Mm. Fascinating. Because what you see in the world, macro, what you're saying, if I understand you're saying what you're saying, is it's happening at the micro level within the person. Right? So there's a, what we see on the outside is just that, if, you know, it's a cumulative uh, view of what's actually happening in the person's heart. And what you're saying is Jesus came, and I agree with you, to be able to first resolve the war within, um, you know, kind of put to bed the war within, which then has a overflowing ef effect on the different circles, you know, whether it's the you know, the next next one from the individual will be the family, then it will be the neighborhood, then it will be the, you know, whatever we want to draw as terms of, uh, you know, uh, units, right? It could be state, geography, nation, nations. See, here's the thing. Uh, people mm -hmm. want to fix systems, right? We all want mm -hmm. to fix the system. But there is no system. The system is an abstract idea. Systems don't do anything. There are people. Right. We want to fix the system, but the system is just a collection of people making decisions. So when we right. say we want to fix the system, that is a, that is a misdirected effort. Mm. You fix people and the system will take care of itself, which means that unless the change starts in the human heart, systems are not going to be fixed. And that is the root problem and the solution starts from there. And that is what God decided to fix. And that is why he became a human being. And that's Again, that's um, that's very very powerful. If we give it a chance, if we think through it, uh, I think it's G.K. Chesterton who said, "It's not that Christianity people have tried Christianity and it failed. Rather, they haven't tried it. It's it's wanting because they haven't tried it." Mm. Amazing. I, I think uh, you know um, we're coming up to the end of like twenty twenty five minutes here. We'll we'll take a break, but when we come back. Uh, in the, you know, we, I want to talk about what you just said is how do we define what we need change in uh, and have we, you know, have we mischaracterized in terms of the change system versus person and, and how can we, how can this particular Advent season kind of give us some answers towards kind of doing that. So let's, let's come back. Right. <clears throat> okay. Thank you for sparing time to listen, my friend. Hope it gave you some food for thought. 
you want to leave a comment or feedback, you can do that in the platform you are listening to this podcast on or visit our website, which is sharethewell.community. I repeat, it is sharethewell.community, a place where you can engage with us. The second installment of this discussion will be released tomorrow. Looking forward to conclude this discussion. Hope you have a wonderful season this Advent. God bless you.